The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. I know when I read threads and people talking about stuff, that when people come over here and then end up leaving, they have nothing to fall back on. It's a topic of discussion that very often is brought up because fear is a very powerful catalyst that steers you into a direction of holding on to the status quo, which is what you're already comfortable and used to know. So taking risks and taking a shot at a better life or whatever is something that doesn't really get explored as much because you feel more comfortable with what you know that works. And then, of course, when the idea of coming over and working in this environment comes up, not just for you, but also for your parents or whatever, can be a very strong source of uh, inner conflict because on one end, you know, like, oh, yeah, this can help the world and do good and all that shit. But on the other hand, what if anything happens? Where am I going to be and whatever? So the reason why I'm telling this story is because I know when people are contemplating whether or not to come over, they very easily get the tendency to be dragged into their fears so they can feel comfortable with the decisions they made. And the best way of seeing whether or not these fears are justifiable or accurate is by putting them next to reality. So seeing the people that left the place when they were here for a while and see to which extent they have basically been able to deal with going back to the normal day-to-day routine where you just basically do what, what society expects from you. And uh, the thing is that so far, a few people that have left, like all the coders. And yesterday, like Steve also left with his girlfriend, which is Ashley, which is the person from the US. They left today and they both got a job. They both got a job instantly. I'm going to have a job working as a coders. Probably pays also really, really good. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is because a lot of people think that what you need nowadays is degree. You need to follow the normal path of what you're used to do in order to have any success in any shape or form. But that is not true. If you want true success, the best way of achieving that is by being more independent thinker and taking action and being very dedicated. So yeah, that's why I talk about these things. The reason why I talk about these things and I mention these things is same with Albert. When he left, he also immediately had a job that was also well paid. And that's the thing. When you let your life be driven by fears rather than by opportunities because you're afraid to fail, you tend to basically create a self-fulfilling prophecy where you get stuck where you are and get trapped inside your own loop, basically. And the problem with that is that at the end of the day, if you want to make progress and if you want to be more aligned with reality, the best way of achieving that is by seeing reality for what it is. And seeing reality for what it is requires you to detach yourself from a lot of emotional attachments you have that make you more biased in the way you go about life. And I know that parents, or not just parents, but also in general, very social conditioned patterns of you got to go to university, you got to do this, you got to do that, really very easily can influence you in just not even allowing yourself to think for yourself because you always have the tendency to gravitate towards what you are comfortable with and know that works. 
even when sometimes the comfort you've settled for is a lot worse than the one that you could achieve when you try to tackle certain obstacles in your life. And the reason why I like to bring these things up, because I know a lot of people that are watching the stream, younger people, I'm talking about 18 years old, 90 year old, 20 years old, have this mindset of constantly pinging to their environment to see what am I doing? Like, oh yeah, they concur, it's fine. And I've already talked about it quite often, how the entire technological advancements, machine learning, AI and all that stuff is more and more taking over jobs. And safety does not just come anymore from just going about it in the conventional ways. And this is a warning that has been given and it's really omnipresent and it's really constantly in our face when we look for it. It's in our face. It's not even like you've got to look for it too hard. You can do a little Google search and you can really read up on these things. And yet still people, because their environment makes them feel comfortable, they just think in a sense that they are immune, that they cannot be hit by reality. And the problem with that is that when you go to university and study and then you end up finishing your school and then you just assume you're going to get a job because you were told that everything is going to be fine and all that shit and then you can't find a job, you literally have reality knocking on your door, making you aware that this comfortable lifestyle where you actually gave away your control of your own life, the ownership you had on your own life to other people, like really screwed you over. And that's the thing, like sometimes I wonder, right, when I reflect on these things, and it's something that I really think about quite often, if you don't take ownership of your own life and you give it to others, To which extent are you responsible for the consequences of what you go through? So basically, let's say you go to university, right? And you just said like, oh, it's all going to be fine. And then you don't find a job. Were you responsible? I would say so. If you are old enough to figure out and think about these things independently, definitely when I just address them very properly, then you are co-responsible for ending up in a situation where when you go to university and then don't find a job, Like you should have gone about it in a different way where you learn skills instead and don't put yourself in debt because that's the situation for a lot of people. The student debt, what, how much is it in the US? $1.5 trillion? Never been that high? So many students, you know, just take away their sense of responsibility, their sense of ownership and just assume like, oh, it's all going to be fine tomorrow. But then when they get confronted by the, the cold reality, not only do they end up not finding a job, but they all have debts to pay off and they're basically trapped inside this system that is very unforgiving. This is something that a lot of people can relate to and a lot of people can project into. Yet, even though when I'm saying it and you know that it's true, it doesn't feel true because your environment has a very strong numbing effect on your critical thinking. But I'm saying like when it comes down to safety and that's what it for most people on a fundamental level comes down to this feeling of safety, feeling everything is gonna be all right. Like if you have learned that your environment is what provides for it and you let the environment define that it's gonna be all right and it is not all right, your safety gets threatened. Your safety is not there anymore. But since we are this more primitive mammal that has just acquired through cognitive awareness and also the ability to have access to so much information very recently in our evolution, these things, if they don't manifest themselves directly, we tend to just still feel safe and just deflect it and push it away until reality literally is in right in front of us. And we go like, what the fuck are we supposed to do now? 
And the reason why I'm explaining this is because if you understand that this mentality where you just allow others and you give away your sense of ownership to others and to the system and to all these empty promises, you end up in a situation where you're a lot less safe than if you would actually take a step back, look at the situation and just think for yourself. And that's the thing, like, I know that quite some people might feel like, yeah, but I'm not even capable of doing that. And the best thing you can do in that regards is to just put yourself in an environment, stimulate yourself, have this drive to take action, to learn, to grow and to basically develop that. And that can be achieved when you come over here. That's why I created the place. So people that come over have the ability to, in a very unhostile environment, really one that just stimulates you, where there is no judgment, where everything is taken care of, like food, shelter, all that stuff, has the ability to stimulate you to really grow tremendously and at the same time able to do good in the world. And I keep saying it and I keep saying it over and over again because this is an insane opportunity. And I know a lot of people might think like, oh, I don't know this and that. You always have to wonder what you have to lose. Because the only thing you have to truly lose is the opportunity you didn't take. And I can tell you there's quite some people that did end up coming over thinking like, okay, I don't want to be in retrospect looking at this missed opportunity and regret it for the rest of my life. I will just see what it is. Came over and ended up staying because they go like, yeah, this really shapes me so much more to become responsible and take action and learn skills that can be useful and gain confidence in themselves. A lot of people that came over used to have very little direction in life and be very lost and just go from one thing to another, seeing what works, but nothing really sticks. And then end up coming over here, learn skills, get into a flow state because you're really, you know, constantly doing things that have meaning and have purpose. And as a result, you get this sense of independence, confidence. And at the same time, you get to work on a common goal with a group of people that don't really judge you for who you are and don't really put expectations on you, but merely are there because they want to contribute to the bigger good. And the reason why I'm explaining this and I'm re-explaining it and I'm re-explaining it is because I am fully aware That at the end of the day, when it comes down to you coming over or not, a lot of the times the decision is made in a very random setting. And that's why I keep repeating myself over and over again for the past four years. Because even though when it comes down to the place being real and the opportunity being real and such, if I don't actively talk about it, the applications goes to zero. If I talk about it, we get five applications a day. That's why I put the effort and time to talk about these things. And for the people that wonder like, yeah, but what do I get to do? They're like, okay, everything is, what are the requirements? You need a a European passport, take care of your healthcare, and you need to do your best. That's it. Of course, like doing your best is not defined by us. It's defined by the best version of you. It's just about looking at reality, looking at the consequences and be responsible. Take action, take responsibility for the consequences of your actions. It's quite simple. And yeah, basically that's it. Like the reason why I'm stating this is because I know once we start having more success with the projects we're working on, a lot of people will want to be part of it. But just as much as a lot of people will be part of it, the bar will be a much higher And that's why I also know it's not just that the bar will be much higher. We will also be much more skeptical of people's intent when they apply, because why didn't they apply the previous times when I was talking about it day in, day out? Like, it's very easy to join the winner's team. It's a bit harder to join a team that is working on winning, but it it hasn't really fully rippled through the intersubjective reality because I've already shown the game, the exchange. Like, I mean, there is projects that are actually working, but yet people don't really fully grasp these things because they tend to just think like, ah, nah, 
nah, it's not going to do anything or whatever, or like not even think so much about it. But if things start working out really well and things start rippling, people really have a very strong emotional gravitation towards coming over because suddenly within the intersubjectivity, which is what they have transferred their sense of ownership to, green lights displace. And that's the thing, like if you think independently for yourself, if you truly become mature and grown up, then you can make these decisions for yourself and see these things for yourself rather than just missing out on opportunities that is actually really batshit insane. I can tell you right now, if and this is with the assumption that the game does go big, a lot of people will look back and say like, why the fuck didn't we come over there when they provided guidance, education, learning skills, showing, you know, interviews of people, showing how they grow, how they learn coding. I'm just, you know, this potato gamer at home doing nothing with my life. And look at these guys, they were just like me, and now they actually have something they have worked towards, they have a skill set, they have this confidence, and it could have been me. And I'm telling you it again, don't miss out on this thing. Like if people can go to university and learn, literally learn how to parrot and learn stuff that will be uh, literally outdated in terms of like finding jobs in the next 10 years, you can actually wonder what you're doing with your life and you're wanting to go into depth for it as well. It's quite a, a non-winning strategy. Crowlet says, at some point you mentioned that we can be replaced at your working place, so we should take the opportunity and come over. But I mean, even over your place, you can get replaced. Every human is able to do good. Well, the thing is that what I'm saying is being replaceable, right, is a very relative concept. Because when you think about being replaceable, you don't have to think about being replaceable towards an abstract reference frame. Being replaceable is always relative to yourself. You might wonder, what do you mean with that? Like, if you come over to this place, right, being replaceable is not defined by the place. It is defined by the extent to which you do your best and can get to a point where what you're doing can be replaced. So to give you a concrete example, let's say you come over here and you haven't learned any coding or whatever, then the best thing you can do is practical stuff while you learn coding. You might say, like, yeah, but relative to the compound, or the place here, I can be replaced. But the thing is, the extent to which you're replaceable is never defined by something higher. It's defined by yourself. Because that should always be the point of reference that you use when you go about life. Because if you start looking at others or whatever in order to define your own skill set or your own capacities, not only does this not add up at all, but if you end up doing it, you can always put the bar as high as you want and always question what you're doing and the extent to which it has meaning. Meaning and purpose comes from the extent to which you push your own bar and manage to actually make a difference and how you yourself increase the bar so you become less and less replaceable in what you do. So if you're cooking, right, and you think someone else can do it and you can do something better, then you do so. But if you come over here and there is nobody to, for example, take care of the food, then at that point you're irreplaceable. And that's where you get the hierarchy of what is being done here. Anyone can just do stuff in the kitchen. Anyone. You don't need to have any skill set or nothing. If you then go to, for example, coding, you need a certain skill set to do that. So you already see, like, as you look at the tasks, certain tasks can be trickled down downhill and certain tasks require more skill. So what you basically do when I talk about being replaceable, it's about making sure that you yourself 
focus yourself in a position where you more and more have the ability to have an impact in a way that is unreplaceable. So like, for example, the cooking, if there is no cooking tomorrow, then we will starve, right? So food is obviously an important task, but it's an important task that is easily outsourceable. So when I talk about replaceability, I'm not saying like, ah, if what you do is outsourceable, you are worthless. No, what I'm saying is if what you do is outsourceable, then the path of being the best version of yourself is to gain and acquire skills where you become less and less outsourceable. But that is a barrier and a measuring requirement that you put on yourself. And as you do so, the more you do so, the more and more you become capable of doing stuff that has a lot of impact, but it's not outsourceable. And I will give you a very good example. And this is just how it works in life. When you have a job, any job, you don't get paid for how hard you work. You get paid for how hard you are to be replaced. That's how much you earn. And if you understand that very well, in life, it's always like that. Your value does not get defined by how hard you work, but how hard you are to be replaced. So in a sense, you could always say like, yeah, everything is replaceable. Yeah, of course. But what is the value that you bring to the equation? And the more you learn, the more you grow. And this is what happens here. The more you actually rise in value towards this super organism. So I would say like almost everybody is replaceable in this building. Almost everyone. I would say the only one that is not replaceable is me. And the only reason why I'm not replaceable is because we are in a very early stage. I would say in a year or two, even I would be replaceable. I want to work to a point where my contributions are replaceable because else it's very unhealthy. I mean, I don't want the place to literally be completely handicapped when I drop dead tomorrow. And that's what would basically happen. If I drop dead tomorrow, I think the potential impact this place would have would be reduced like crazy. And the reason why that is, is not because people here have no actual influence or no way of having an impact, but it's because the fabric that keeps this place together is still too fragile and the actual impact we've had is still in progress. So basically, the best example I can give is like, for example, a company like Apple, Steve Jobs had a very much more exponentially impact early on in the company than later on, because you always have to compare with the actual value of where the company is. If the company has half a trillion dollars, right? And Steve Jobs increases the amount of revenue by 50 billion instead of 10 billion, then still compared to the total, which is half a trillion, his actual influence is basically diminished. So always when it comes down to impact, you always compare it to what is already achieved in order to translate and calculate what is the extent to which me being out of the equation would affect the equation. So if we have projects around the world that implement universal basic income, if the game goes well and stuff, my influence on the actual structure will go down and happily so because I don't like to be the one that sticks it together and be the one that is irreplaceable because it's unhealthy. It's an unhealthy organism or structure, super organism, when one person is so vital for it to work. But it always starts like that. Every single political party, every single company, every single entity that has risen, even to the point of countries, has always started with one person that was crucial for it to develop that way. But at a certain time became more replaceable. So the fact of being replaceable is not a bad thing. The bad thing is that you settle with it and you don't try to do better. Because that's what I try to do. I always try to put myself in a position where I can do better, where I can do better, where I can do better. So when you have this idea like, oh yeah, I'm coming there, like I would be replaceable. Replaceable is not defined by 
outside. It's a measurement you use for yourself to see how the best version of yourself can grow and to which direction it can grow. So like if you come over here and you don't have any skills, you'd be doing first practical stuff. But very, very early on, as you really push yourself to learn coding or whatever, you're going to start having more important tasks. And even in the coding realm, there is parts that are much harder and there's parts that are much easier. What is much easier is stuff like, for example, coding logic of certain things, game testing or whatever. But even there, like if you go higher up, it's more managing other people to optimize that. And if you go even higher, that it's like you work with servers, technology and stuff, and you try to make sure these things are well established. And then even then after that, you become a manager that starts outsourcing all the server stuff. And even higher, you start managing other people that manage people that do server stuff. You just have this tendency of always pushing yourself to the limit and be harder and harder to replace as you find ways to outsource what you're doing. Of course, if you come and you bump to a reality where outsourcing anything is not possible because the fact that nobody else can do it then you just think you do what you do and that's it like that's why at one point i was just playing poker 16 hours a day why was i doing that because the cash grind making the money i was the most qualified person to do so and i did it i did it for a year and i didn't whine i just did what i had to do same here like a lot of the times when there is an actual reality obstacle because i would think outsourcing making money should be possible, right? Yet, whenever it comes to making money, I'm the one that has to come and basically carry. Like still until now, like now I did it, it's fixed now. But until then, I tried to outsource making money, but it just didn't work. People were not capable of making the amount of cash to keep the place running just like that. So I had to intervene and make millions. Like that's the thing, like when it comes down to any practical thing that can be potentially replaced, it doesn't make that action less worth it. Like making food or washing clothes or whatever the fuck still has to be done. It's not worth less. It's not when you do these things, you are less of a human being. You just try to grow and outsource these things with respect to those that fulfill these required actions. And that's why, you know, a garbage collector or a doctor in my eyes, are equal worth, like value on a human level. They're equally worth, yet it's very easy to become a garbage collector and work your way up, but it's much harder to become a doctor. And that's the thing, like when you use yourself as a reference frame and you start as a garbage collector to pay the bills, you don't settle with that and say, this is who I am. No, you tell yourself like, yeah, I can do better because others can do this and you try to do better and you try to do better and you try to do better. And that's how you get to a point where your impact is truly the biggest within the equation why do you think the coders left the compound did they think they have the right intentions to come over and did the change and now they left well the only reason why certain people left whenever people leave right they do say that it's not the most logical decision but they still do it because they just feel like doing it that's the thing like when on a fundamental level you're not driven by doing what is right but what feels right then obviously when you experience conflict between what is right and what feels right what you value the most is going to define your action and a lot of people that come over here do not come over because it is right but because it feels right because they are in a situation where they want to have a better life or this or that or don't know what to do and whatever and a lot of people when they come over here because it feels right, they grow to a point where they become more confident, more influential, more skilled, that they feel like, yeah, I would have a better life when I'm just going back home. And that's the thing, like, I don't even diss that. I don't even judge that. What I just know is that at the end of the day, when it comes down to me, 
I just look at things on how can I have the biggest impact? And if people come here for the wrong reasons, but still manage to do good in the world, I'm not going to look at the theory and say, oh, this person and that person or that person is not here with the true intent. Because at the end of the day, even true intent for reality doesn't matter. What matters is impact. And of course, if you go about in a way that where the impact would be diminished because you don't have a framework that is consistent, then finding people you can trust that can lay down the foundation is important. But when the structure is properly set, you can actually have people that come for the wrong reasons and yet still stay for the right reasons. Everyone came here because it felt right. And quite a few, like I would say not that many, but quite a few are here because they stayed for the right reasons. And that is the beauty of life. You can grow, you can learn. And uh, sometimes, you know, when people have certain struggles with understanding themselves emotionally, they tend to come over for the wrong reasons and leave for the wrong reasons. So yeah, like uh, it is how it is. And I don't judge that because I know that at the end of the day, if it helps the world to have this place as being a, a stepping stone or a personal growth stage, I'm not going to go like, hey, 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 people that come over here should stay here for the rest of their life. A lot of people that come over here learn a lot about life and leave. And some of them even reapply and come over because they realize that this place is really the end game. It's the end game of what gives you purpose and meaning because it enables you to have so much impact, not because the place is the meaning and the purpose, but because it enables you to do so much more in life. And of course, when you take things for granted and you settle and you feel entitled to what you have, you literally handicap your awareness and you lock it down for comfortable reasons. But that always end up to be the empty solution, the empty choice, the empty decision. And that's the thing, like people realize that sooner or later anyway. Some people realize it here when they're here and end up becoming more and more right action oriented on a core level because they emotionally just start valuing doing what is right so much more that even when they need to choose about what feels right, it just is what is right. And if it doesn't feel like that, then you basically have the ability to reframe it and restructure it because you value consistency so much more. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. That's even what the click was. The click is just on a fundamental level. You just value consistency, the truth, honesty, logic, rationality, making sense, whatever you want to call it. You value that more than anything. And when you emotionally feel clouded or whatever, you always go to what makes most sense to give you the answer and where you find safety, even if the feelings you get afterwards might not be as pleasant. And that's the thing, like for a lot of people, that source of finding safety or making the choice, this ownership, right? What you give ownership to is not what makes sense or what is logical, whatever. It's other people. You give away your ownership to other people. That's why coming over here, is really a no-brainer and uh, I'm not gonna have these rants every day only until the place is filled. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.